Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode like two, two. of <laughs> the Raven on Recap Recap series. We need probably a name for this. With me is, of course, Stuart Late. How are you, Stu? I'm excellent. Now, it's long- been so long since we've seen each other. <laughs> We are, for those of you who are just joining us in episode two, hopefully you've gone back and listened to episode one. What we're doing is going back through all of Game of Thrones from the very start, episode one of series one, and we are watching every episode right up until episode 50, I guess. So, you know, episode 10 of series five, and we're doing a small, short podcast after each one uh, just to be ready and geared up for season six come April 24 slash five depending where you are in the world. I am a recapper of Game of Thrones. Stu is an avid fan. Very, very um, avid, Well, we're yes. both avid fans, really, aren't we? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this is our little project that we're doing. We're trying to do sort of batches of these things mm-hmm. and then drip feed them out so people can sort of catch up whenever they want to. But, yeah, so we just finished watching episode two, The King's Road. The King's Road. Which sees Ned Stark. I was about to call him Sean Bean. I was like, that's, that's the actor's <laughs> name. Ned Stark and his coterie leave with King Robert to go back towards King's Landing, having accepted the job of the Hand of the King. Jon Snow and Tyrion off up to the Wall. And Daenerys discover her journey as the new Dothraki queen. That's right, yes. She starts to come into her own. They were probably the main threads of that episode. Yes, and also there was the attempt on Bran's life in this one. Which oh, is, yeah. Which is earlier than I remember. I remember that being in episode three or something, but they get right to that. That's, mm. that's right there. It's, it, it started with um, Joffrey. We, we finally got Joffrey speaking. And, yes. Um, very quickly, Tyrion smacking that across the face. That amazing scene, that, that scene that has been memed and gifted so many times. <laughs> and I could watch that. I, that could have been the episode and I would have been yeah. perfectly happy. Just slap, slap, slap. It's Tyrion amazing. Tyrion slapping Joffrey. And, you know, we really get a sense of how much of an awful, awful person he is. <laughs> He does come into his own. He has, a, he has a scene at the start where he's acting all callous that Bran's had his fall. And then towards the end, we get that scene with him and the butcher's boy mm. with uh, Sansa and, and Arya. So, yeah. it's, um, you know, he, he has a he, he comes into his own in this in this episode. We, we see him. We didn't hear him talk. And now we get a couple of really good scenes that set up what a complete and utter dickhole he he's is. He's just an ass. Just the worst. And I, I, what I don't get is how Cersei, like... I could see Catelyn and, and Ned Stark as parents saying to their kids, you know, hey, keep your head in, do the right thing, hmm. a bit of discipline, a bit of wisdom, a, a bit of guidance. Whereas Cersei is just, do whatever, yeah. you're, you're yeah. entitled, you're you entitled. are absolutely entitled. And Robert just does nothing. Yes. Clearly he's Robert. He doesn't he's care. He's checked out. He does he, not care. <laughs> but, he, but surely if his son is going to inherit his kingdom, why doesn't he take some interest in making this boy less of an absolute sea bomb you know well I, I think and i think it's just because he has just checked out he just does not care he or like he says to ned in last episode he just wants to drink and fuck his way into an early grave like that's <laughs> and he's joking but also not joking like yeah. that's what he is fully intending to do yeah this episode is, is quite a lot about parenting and and, yeah. and because we have as john snow takes his leave of Winterfell, you know, you see how good a brother he was to Arya. He, mm. he presents her with needle, her sword. Yeah. And you see how much they'll miss each other. And then you have such a different reaction when he leaves after saying goodbye to Bran and, and mm. Catelyn is there. And she just does not want to borrow him. She is so mean Tells to him. him. And I forgot how mean she was to him. Yeah. Like, she, she resents, really hates him, yeah. She resents that Ned was unfaithful and, you know, came back from war with this mm. bastard child. Now, and this is just something I said to Stu during the episode... <laughs> In this world, 
all the noblemen seem to have colossal amounts That's of That's right. There are bastards all over the place. To kind of come back and say, no, I'm doing the right thing by this child and giving it a home. Like, surely that... That actually seems kind of noble it's, in it's, a way. It, you know, and if your husband is like, this is my one bastard and he's never mm. been unfaithful again and he's always been honourable. You know, I'm not trying to excuse it, but she's really, in this world anyway, she's just sort of going, yeah, my husband only has one bastard. She's only got one. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> devoted to me. Like, who would have thought that? But she does resent him... In the books, she sort of has ups and downs with that too. Sometimes she thinks, oh, I didn't love Jon Snow and that's why my own children sort of suffer mm. is because I didn't love him enough. And she really beats herself up a lot about it, which is probably for the best given how hard <laughs> she is to you. Um, but it is a lot about parenting and, 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 you know, famously John asks Ned Stark as they're about to leave. They're, they're literally taking different paths yes, in the road. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know? There's a fork, there's a literal fork in the road. It's <laughs> absolutely just like, I go north, you go south. That's right. <laughs> and he says, is my mother alive? Does she care about me, what I'm doing? And Sean Bean famously says, Julie, Ned Stark famously says, <laughs> the next time we meet, We'll talk about your mother. <laughs> he should have just said goodbye. And I can't believe at the time I never thought, well, that's nugget, never going to happen. You know? Yeah. yeah like, looking it, back now, it's like, oh, how foolish we were. And it does, it does seem almost like clunkily foreshadowing like what's going to happen later on. But when you're watching it, you don't really get that sense. It feels very natural. Like it's yeah. Because why wouldn't they meet on. up again? Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't they meet up again? In this dangerous world where Ned... people die all the time. I'm sure he must come back because Catelyn's staying at Winterfell, so surely he would come back at some point. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. You know, John might come down like Benjamin did, and they just have a bit of a chat. And <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and now you think about it and go, yeah, that was never going to happen. No, no, never, ever, ever. <laughs> it's always going to end so badly. Well, there was a scene between Catelyn and Cersei, which is quite a nice little scene and and an interesting one, too, because you get the sense that Cersei is genuinely sorry that Bran has been hurt and is, is, Mm. is hurt like this. But she's not sorry that it happened, if that makes sense. No, not at all. You know, and they have that lovely moment where they sort of, she tells her about her child that died very young. and Which they... apparently is not in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember reading that in I guess book one. It's the sort of thing that you could include to sort of give them a bit of common ground to sort of bond over a little bit. But Cersei is horrible and she doesn't care that it happened. She's just sorry as a mother. There's layers to that scene, yeah. which I really like, That's that you don't get... The show can be very complex, but individual scenes can often be very straightforward and to have two characters sort of interacting on two or three different mm. levels in a scene is actually really nice. It's cool. Clearly, Cersei has much more information yes. about why Bran is in the state yes. he is than Catelyn did. And if Catelyn knew, she would throttle Yes. <laughs> right then and there with her bare hands. And, of course, later on, there's an attempt on Bran's life and Cat, you see her fiery, you know, mother mm. protective screen. Absolutely, yeah. Really come out. She she kicks this guy back. Scene she, where she gets oh, her hands all cut up. And, isn't that oh. the worst? I, cring- that- I, I cringed again when yeah, I watched it. I, remember, it I knew it was coming, and I still cringed. You know why? Like, oh. Because it's the same feeling that you get from a paper cut. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's sort of like, oh, God, no, oh, God, not the sharp blade on the, ah. It's, yeah, I'd almost rather you kind of got stabbed a bit. Yeah, like, like it would almost be better if she kind of got stabbed a couple of times than grab that handle and get her hands all cut. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. It's really it's the awful. Worst. And then we see the protective nature of Summer. Summer who comes Dire in. Wolf who comes in and eats the guy's Tears face, the face off. off of yeah, the, yeah, thing. charming. And then just snuggles up like a doggy going. <laughs> Those dogs they use were very cute. 
Oh. Very cute. Like I think they're huskies or malamutes or something that they use, yeah. and they are very cute dogs. Beautiful. Well, we get to the end of the episode just to mm. skip forward, and Sansa loses her dog, Lady. Yes. After Arya's uh, direwolf, Nymeria, bites Joffrey. Yes. So to save... Uh, the first and only terrible thing that will happen to Sansa Stark in this series. <laughs> it's interesting watching this again. I'm not as hating on Sansa as I was when I first watched this series. I think you have one. a lot more, we have a lot more perspective on who she, who she is yeah. as a character and where she's going to end up That's and, and true. why she's doing these things. But then maybe the, maybe the, maybe when, when you watch it, it is only two time, episodes in and then she does do more things that are a bit frustrating. Yeah, that's right. Like, like when you watch it the first time, she just feels like a brat. Yeah. Like a, like a naive brat. And she is like, that's absolutely her character, mm. but it made her very hard to like in the early going. Mm. And I think after everything that's happened and, and everything that we've seen her go through now, I think she's a much more sympathetic character, and mm. I think that's a good thing. Like, but I think she's a kick-ass character. Yeah, yeah, she, and she's a very strong character. You know, she's still making mistakes and, and, and that sort of thing, but she's really, the I guess, the, the gaudy, gauzy veil of knights and fairies and what not, knights and ladies and chivalry and all that has kind of been wiped been away from her eyeballs, eyes, yes. so she's a lot more... Um, <laughs> You know, she inter- she interacts with the show and, and with the world and the rest of the characters on their on her own terms mm. rather than someone else's, and I think that's very important for the show going forward. But like in these early goings, she's still just a girl and a very naive girl who has this dream of marrying a handsome prince, and that grates a little in the early going, yeah, and it does. she makes her a very annoying character. Yeah, but, you absolutely. Know, she-, um, she plays dumb. When she has to decide, sort of say yeah. whether it was Joffrey's fault or Arya's mm. fault that there was a fight and Joffrey got bitten, um, and she plays dumb. It was like I didn't see anything, and so of course Arya, who's just ruled by passion and emotion, <laughs> and you know, is like liar, 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 and that kind of drives that wedge between the sisters. That's never really mm. resolved before before you know, everything the happened, end everything of happens. season one, and, and it all goes nuts, and they never see each other again. Well, certainly until now that we've seen that we've seen, um, but. Just to comment as well, is all these scenes that are finals, like last scenes? We mentioned the one between Jon Snow and There are so many Catelyn in this episode, yeah. Jon Snow and... Everyone has their, what we, what we know Ned now, Stark, with hindsight, to be their final scene together. Their final together. scenes it's together crazy. as actors. And yet yeah. they would have been in the show together for a, you know, a season or two more, yeah, depending on the character. Absolutely. But they all have final scenes where, yep, Kit Harrington and Maisie Williams, that was their last scene that they would ever do. That's it. Uh, um, together, and, until this point. Definitely when it comes to Ned Stark yes. and Jon Snow and <laughs> Bran and Catelyn, for example. Yes, she leaves absolutely. him, he's and unconscious, and then she ends up dead two series later without ever having seen him again. That's so it. uh it's it's odd having that sense of wow, these are all these bookends, you know? And we didn't it's realize incredible, it at yeah. the time. It's incredible. And apparently um the showrunners a, a lot of those scenes don't exist in the books. I still haven't read I still haven't read any of the books. Okay. Which is quite interesting. I, I meant to get onto them and I'm it, do, it doesn't one of matter. Them, now. But I think I've skipped I think I've skipped like book three and gone to book four, or oh. I just read book three and forgot it very easily. <laughs> I can't quite remember. But I'm reading one of the Storm of Swords, I think, at the moment. Oh, okay. I can't even remember. It's so <laughs> It's much easier to keep track of this as a TV show. Yes, absolutely. Series one, series, series two. two. <laughs> There's not like books that are split into two parts. And Going over to the grass sea, the inland sea, whatever they call mm. it, the, 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 the big grassy area. The Dothraki. The Dothraki place. sea. Dothraki <laughs> sea. 
where Daenerys is struggling in the the harness. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, I meant I, I meant the actual harness. Yes. That wasn't like a sex metaphor, <laughs> a sexaphor, but it kind of is now I guess as it well. Is, yeah. But yeah, so she's she's dealing with hours every day in the saddle that she's not used to. She's being calloused and, and damaged. She's having mm. to eat horse Dried turkey. horse meat, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is not very pleasant by the looks of things. Of course, she's subject to the whims of her new husband. Who's, yes. Oh, yes, there was a moment, there's a sex scene earlier on in the episode between the two of them, which is a sort of a usual Dothraki assumed position <laughs> type of scene to be a bit nice. And there's sort of, it comes, it just cuts to this scene and, and it's like, oh, there's sort of this slapping sound. <laughs> this, this, yeah, like, like a meat packing it's kind of like a whack flap, sound, flap, yeah. Flap, 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 flap. And I just turned to Stu and said, imagine the Foley artist <laughs> having to work out. I mean, unless they had the boom. I was about to say, unless they recorded, like, actual sound on the day. And it was a soundproof set and, you know, that sound worked. But there's a certain kind of dry slapping you can just sound. Imagine, you can just imagine the Foley artist getting, like, a side of pork or something and yeah. just having to sit there flapping it with a microphone, like... What did you do at work today, darling? Well, well. dear, I had to simulate the sound of some perky breasts. <laughs> Uh, slapping against themselves. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> when are you getting a raise? So Danny decides to take the advice of her maidservant. I think that's uh, Jiri, her name is, or Eerie? Eerie, maybe? Anyway, she's I a... I do not know. She's, yeah, I can't remember. But she's the, the non-Dothraki one. So she's yes. a slave yeah. girl bought by from a pleasure house by Viserys to be maidservant to... Who has more to do in series two, I think, but... Like yeah, she ends up in Carth. Yeah. yeah, she yeah, ends up in Carth with... Um, we'll do that when we get to it. Yeah. She got sold to a pleasure house at nine, and Daenerys is a bit shocked by this going nine, and she said, don't worry. It was years it was only, before I... It was I only three years before I touched a man. <laughs> no, she was, I didn't touch a man for three years. Yeah. Like, oh, that's all right then. Hang on a second. <laughs> well, that's all right. You were 12. It's fine. Oh, yeah. And you were totally experienced <laughs> yeah, in what to that's do. that's right. That's not horrifying at all. <laughs> And so the middle ages, everyone. So she gives her a bit of a sexy times lesson. And as a result of this, Daenerys is able to say to Carl Drogo, basically, time to cowgirl this That's... this situation. <laughs> and you're now the horseman for realsies. Mm. So uh, and then they seem to have a have a have a, have a deeper connection. Oh god. <laughs> You you didn't mean that, Everything right? Everything is loaded. Yes, I know. It's... Everything is loaded. <laughs> but the thing that I love about that scene, other than the obvious, is that um, Carl Drogo just has the creepiest intense look <laughs> in his face. Like, he is just creep-staring the crap out of Daenerys. It's amazing. He's like, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for you to blow my mind. <laughs> there were some good lines as well. Oh, yes, um, I've written a couple down. My princess can drink as much as she wants. Oh, yeah, that's Joffrey that's the Sansa. Yes. So I better not have any wine. He says, my princess can drink as much as she wants. And knowing what we know about what happens to Sansa, what Joffrey does to her, we're like, oh, yeah, she's going to need it. <laughs> it was an amazing shot. I thought I, I think it was a bit of foreshadowing. I don't think you thought it was foreshadowing. But there's a, a moment where uh, Jamie meets Jon Snow and says goodbye to him. 
Oh, and, yes. And there's a lingering shot of a handshake that they <laughs> that they have. He says, oh, you know, I, you know, good luck. And he puts his hand out. And there's a very specific shot of, like, him reaching out his right hand and shaking Jon Snow's hand. They even go back to it. There's a second shot later. And I'm like, wow. In hindsight, <laughs> that's a very obvious foreshadowing. Uh, it, it was a good moment. And I think that's the only time we've ever had... Jon Snow and Jamie ever had any interaction at all. Yeah, th- so. this episode has a bunch of them where two characters who go their separate ways, and because of the nature of the show, they're on different sides of the continent or across mm. seas, so they don't interact. This episode has a bunch of characters interacting. It's kind of cool to see two characters sort of bounce off each other that you don't see a lot. And Robert Baratheon's prediction that a war is coming. Yes. I think at the time that, you know, for me, I just sort of glossed over that because I was like, oh, surely mm. there's a whole lot of... More set up stuff to get through yet. You know, just his concerns about Daenerys marrying Khal Drogo, having an army, and she'll be breeding soon, and people still call me usurper. And that's right. uh, And well, this is the thing: like we're being set up that Viserys will get an army of Dothraki, and he will come over to Westeros, and there will be a battle, and and that's going to be the big threat of the season. Mm. And the amazing thing about this show is that that is not even close to what ends up happening. No, and but, and but then that proves Robert right. He says, I don't know who will be fighting. Mm. I don't know when it is. I don't know who will be fighting. <laughs> but a war's coming. A war's and coming. He's, he's right. He's absolutely count. right. And he's certainly not ready for it by the amount that he drinks. Absolutely he not. Well, Stu, that's another podcast down. Should we get on with episode three? I cannot wait. So, as always, we'll see you next time. Vala Mugulis. Winter is coming. Winter is coming.